Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, I sit down with Sarah Santa Croce of Humane Marketing. She's an expert in bringing joy back to marketing in your business. She shares with us her pricing journey and how she's gone about setting prices for her membership site and how that's evolved over time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. I am Janine Liston, your hostess. This show is all about helping small businesses like yours get better at pricing so you can be more sustainably profitable. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to today's guest, Sarah Santa Croce. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Janine. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. My peeps are always like, can we talk more about pricing? We're excited to have you here with us today. And welcome to everybody who's watching us and those of you who are listening later. If you're watching live and you have questions, be sure to pop them in the chat. Sarah, first of all, why don't we start with a few rapid fire questions? And the first one is, where are you joining us from today? I am in Switzerland and the French part of Switzerland. So like same country as you, but I'm from the French part. Right. And you're from... I'm originally from Bern. Yeah, originally from, from Bern. Oh, I yeah. thought you were from North America. No, How did yeah, I not already no. know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a copycat with accents. And so people usually assume that. But no, I'm growing okay. uh, up in Bern. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. You learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. Okay. Here's another question for you. What is your superpower professionally or personally? And how would you describe it? I think my superpower is to help people love marketing again. I kind of look at it that way. If I feel like so many people come to me and they say, you know, I hate marketing and humane, the humane marketing revolution. That's what this is all about, to make it humane and kind again. And so in a way, I feel like I help them love marketing again. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's really easy to see how people have a sort of a love-hate relationship with it. And that's great when you can bring that joy back into doing it. I so guess similar to pricing, right? It's like people, it's also a topic where people are like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these business topics are not why people started their businesses. No. Generally. Unless you're a marketing professional, you didn't go into business to do marketing stuff. So yeah. these are kind of, you know, the things that you need to do in order to have that thriving business but not necessarily the places you want to be spending all your time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. So what's one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Hmm, well, I guess the, the Switzerland thing, that's one of them. I do also speak five languages fluently. It's really kind of when I think about my daily 
you know, interactions. Some of them are in French, some of them are in English, some of them are in Italian because I manage our Airbnb in Sicily. And then, you know, when I speak to my parents, it's in Swiss German. So I do really like, and I do feel like I become a different person because if you remember when you grow up with a your home language, well, it's different than your business language, for example. So I feel like certain words, I don't know them in Swiss German. I kind of still use those childish words that I grew up with. So yeah, I do say that every now and then, but a lot of people seem to forget that I, that I have this kind of multicultural background. Right, right. Oh, that's really interesting. I never thought I'd have the opportunity to really learn a second language, but it was actually one of the three main reasons I decided to come to Europe to move to Switzerland when the opportunity came up was to have that chance. And I I always found it funny how people's personality changed depending on which language they were speaking. Yeah, Um, yeah. I try to find a way to still be bubbly in German, but... It's not necessarily what you would think of. No, it's not the it's not the bubbly language. That's sure. I remember when I when a friend of mine, I went with her and her family to Zermatt one year for Christmas, and her brother and nephew were visiting from the U.S. And the whole time we were in Zermatt, they kept saying "Ciao Bella, Ciao Bella" to everything that passed by. You know, that was like their phrase. And I was like, "Hey, you're in Switzerland." try to say that in German. And they're like, how would we say that? And I said, guten tag, schöne Frau. It's like, yeah, kill me now. I'd rather not say that. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue in the same way. So (laughs) languages are interesting. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Last question before we get into the details is what value do you ultimately bring your clients? We're going to talk about a specific offer in the pricing conversation, the Humane Marketing Circle. And mm-hmm. I really feel like with that offering, I bring community, which is part of my hippie upbringing. Maybe we that comes up in that conversation, but I have a hippie upbringing. And so community, and then knowing what works and sharing that with others and understanding from them also what works. So really this community aspect to doing business that we kind of lost over the last 10 years or so. So that's what I feel like is the main value of the Humane Marketing Circle. Super. Excellent. I'd love to hear that. All right, Sarah. So I'd like to dig into your pricing journey a bit. So why don't you go back to the beginning when you first started your business? What was that experience like for you when you first had to like come up with a price or something? Yeah, I'm sure you heard that a million times. It was just, you know, super easy. La la la. We just put a $2,000 price. No, obviously it was really difficult. It was really, really difficult. Um, most of us have some kind of corporate experience before Mm -hmm. that. And so we never had to put a price on something that we provide. Sometimes you have these conversations with people in a corporate setting. They're like, oh yeah, that's going to be easy. I'm just going to use my daily rate. And you're like, yeah, it's not going to be that easy. It just isn't to Mm -hmm. ask for money and then actually understand the value that you're bringing to the table. When you ask me about the early days, oh my God, I was underpricing myself like really, really badly. I write about that in my marketing, like we're human book, like this, uh, this experiencing experience of 
undervaluing and underpricing yourself that then kind of led to a burnout. I came with, we all come with certain money stories in our heads to business. And so for me, like I kind of quickly mentioned before, I grew up in hippie communes, a small Mm -hmm. hippie commune where community was a big piece, collaboration, kind of like hippies were. It was not about capitalism. So money was not like the main driving thing. Mm -hmm. And so having to deal with money and now being in this business position where you have to ask for money Mm. was extremely difficult. What I wanted to do is just serve and be of service and yeah, kind of create the community. I always went for the lowest price possible. I thought Mm -hmm. that was a good pricing strategy, but then I ended up burning out because I ended up being so frustrated Mm -hmm. by not being able to actually have a business if I had these low prices. It was really difficult. I remember like one thing I was pricing at like seven bucks or 17 bucks for something that was like back in the days I had a LinkedIn consulting agency that grew and something like valuable, like a LinkedIn profile review. I was charging 17 bucks for it because yeah, like uh, lack of confidence, I think as well. Yeah. That's how at the time it felt right on some level, right? It felt like something you could handle, but it wasn't necessarily feeding your business in the way that you wanted to. Because I often talk about how pricing is to profit, like iron is to blood. (laughs) If you've ever been iron deficient, (laughs) then you know what I mean like that. It may have felt like the right thing at the time. However, it wasn't really feeding the health and the status of your business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, what changed things for you? How did you shift that? Well, I guess that burnout changed things and realizing that uh, not being able to serve anymore because prices were too low or maybe also attracting the wrong kind of people with Mm -hmm. those low prices, because it then became this vicious circle where you just People ex- keep expecting more because mm-hmm. you offered it at such a low rate that people want more for free or right. for this equally low price. And back in the days, I started my first online business in 2007, 2008. It was mm-hmm. also kind of this frenzy of offering these low priced items. And then mm-hmm. you'll see, you'll grow a huge online business out of that. But that worked for some gurus out of Silicon Valley, maybe, but it didn't work for the most human beings. And realizing that you can't actually have a valuable income with just seven or $17 mm-hmm. offers. That's kind of what led to the change because we don't change until things just don't work anymore. Right. Yeah. A big part was the burnout, mm-hmm. but then also growing in confidence and seeing, oh, people actually do find it valuable. And so slowly raising the prices. Mm-hmm. Every year. Yeah. Cool. I think it's a natural progression to go through, especially for most people when they start out, they're just trying to understand even the value of their own offer. And then as time goes by, you do things that affect the value of that offer. So it makes sense. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was your membership site. So when we spoke a few weeks back, you had shared some things about how you went about pricing your membership site and what that was like for you. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that. 
Yeah, membership sites kind of seem the latest thing, right? Like everybody wants to have a membership site because it seems like easy offer. You can have a lower price and it's scalable. It's like, oh, you invest the same amount of time, but make mm-hmm. more money because you have more people. The question was, well, how do you price that? And then what kind of value do you give for that price? When you go out there and look, well, there's all kinds of different offers of prices ranging from $10 a month to 200 or 300 or even more uh, per month. And then obviously you have to figure out what's the value that I'm bringing. Do I want to create lots of new content every week Mm -hmm. for this offer? In my humane marketing circle, like I said, it's more the community and the exchange with others, the Mm -hmm. really figuring out what works. That is the value. And understanding that that is really valuable to people, that took me some time because I I felt like but I'm not creating all this content. I'm not like hustling to get this value out there and realizing that actually now what people want is not just more information and content. We're in an information overload already. What they want is to have other people who are on the same path be there and discuss, well, this works or this doesn't. And how are we different and how are we the same? Oh, Mm -hmm. we're the same in this way. So this might work for me. So understanding the value that you're offering with this membership site. It could be community, it could be content, it could be teaching. There's all kind of different membership sites or communities and figuring that out and then coming up with a price for it. Again, this is going to be a monthly subscription where people pay on a monthly basis. So depending, of course, on your audience. Are they corporate people? They have a different budget than entrepreneurs. Are they entrepreneurs who are already have already 10, 20 years in business? You're going to price it differently. My people are kind of like all over the place. And so I said, okay, I'm going to start it at a very low price and then kind of over the months as the value also grows because in a community... Part of the value is also the other participants, members. If you're in a community in the membership and they tell you this is a community and there's two people, then obviously you're like, well, I'm not going to pay for that. I'm not getting the value from a community perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. And, And so, yeah, slowly figuring out that you can start with one rate. And what I did is kind of had this beta rate where I said, okay, this is the low entry rate and it was 20 bucks at the time. And that was during the pandemic years. That I think is a really good approach because then you have a community of loyal fans who are like, okay, we got a great deal. They start to know each other. They're there and they're grandfathered in for that price. And then as you grow, you start to raise the price. And as I said, the value grows because you have more members and you have also all the recordings from the calls and things like that. That's what I was doing. Actually, before that, even I started out with the pay what you want or pay that pay what you want scheme. Like mm-hmm. that's uh, slightly say. And that it was an experiment. I always Mm -hmm. do everything as an experiment. And I think it's a good way to present such things. You just want to find out, look, is this going to work? And it didn't work, right? People were always like, I had two different prices and -hmm. people just always picked the bare minimum price. And so I'm like, "Ah, that's not going to work for me. I can't, it's not sustainable. 
So I switched it to just one price for everybody. And I just saw another friend who did the Mm -hmm. same thing with her membership. She's like, Mm -hmm. I have two prices, one really low and one higher. And she's like, it didn't work because was there no difference in the two? Like what they got for the two prices? Was it exactly the same? Yeah, in my case, it was exactly the same. So I said, if you have a lower budget, pick this one. And Mm -hmm. if you can't afford it, pick the other one. In her case, there were actually two different offers that really complicated things for her. And she's like, and at the end, there was like three or however many who picked who had the higher rate, she had to create all this content for them. And then all the other ones were on the lower ones. So she's like, right. what? Simplify. And just now she just had one rate. Yeah. So yeah, it's all these considerations to think of when you start out. But I think it's a good idea to start with a lower rate for a membership and then kind of As you it. grow. Yeah. Yeah. If I summarize, so there were three things that you mentioned really influence or could drive the price. One was your intention behind the membership site. Is that the main thing you're selling? Is that a gateway to selling something else? So sort of that intention behind it, the value that your clients get and who you're targeting, your audience. Those are kind of the three main things that drove how you chose to select your price. Is that correct? Did I miss something? Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're you're right about the intention is this. And probably what I would add also is how much energy are you going to have to put into that, right? Because mm-hmm. when you hear some people talk about their membership sites or whatever, they're like, again, it's this whole content creation and they're like mm-hmm. hustling a lot for just that one offer. So right. think about you know, how much do I want to put into energy mm-hmm. and, and work and hours into that right. offer and then reflect on the, on what, on how you're going to price it. Yeah. I mean, I've thought of starting a membership site in the past myself, but I was concerned about the amount of content that would need to be yeah. fed to deliver it. And I guess you can, there's ranges of that. You can keep it very simple or make it much more complex, depending on what your audience really is looking for. Exactly. Uh, but that I can imagine for a lot of people that it's easy to get caught up in kind of treating it like a social media channel and trying to just generate content for it all the time as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's kind of this mentality that you have to, right? That's what people expect because they're paying a monthly fee. And what I've learned is like, not necessarily because again, we're already all in this information overload. So I think it's more about simplifying. And if you can build the community piece into it, that right now is much more valuable to people than more content to consume. Right. Not to get off tag pick, but I am curious, what do you use as a platform for that? So I have Kajabi website, the recordings go in there. And then I have a simple Trello board actually for the Mm. communication between our members. I didn't want to make it complicated, but I do realize that when we grow and as we grow, I think I might have to go to my night mighty networks that's okay. what everybody yeah kind of there are uses. a lot of different tools out there now yeah, uh, yeah. of course and uh, kudos to you for trello because i find trello uh, something about trello and my brain that <laughs> <laughs> 
to me it's completely it's illogical yeah. and I really I've tried it a few times and I feel very it makes me feel very incompetent <laughs> but it, yeah that's exactly I think yeah. why we need to change because I absolutely mm -hmm. love it and so mm -hmm. do a few of the members Right. But then there's the select few members who are like you. They're like, I'm just not getting this. And I'm yeah. like, what's so different? Like, <laughs> the right brain, left brain thing, because it's a very right brain kind of tool. It's very visual. Exactly. And so for some people, it's just like, I, this is confusing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be another tool in the future. <laughs> yeah, I use something called ClickUp and you can put it into Trello format, but I never go near that button. Yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Wow. So this has been really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing about how your own journey with this membership site. I'm sure that our the listeners are going to get a lot out of that. I know quite a few people who are working on membership sites right now. So I appreciate you sharing your experience and know-how with us. I do have a few wrap-up questions for you. So what's one thing that you'd like people to take away from our discussion today? I think to just be open and in conversation also with, especially if we're talking about pricing and memberships, what I'm currently doing is I'm kind of going to retro prices because I've talked about the economic situation right now, inflation and all of that. So I kind of spoke to a few of the members and I'm like, how are you handling this? And they're like, we're struggling. It's, it's difficult right now. And so I actually went out and said, look, I'm going back to the price from the last open door. Anybody mm -hmm. who's already in there wants to change, I'll change you back to that price. And the new open door in, in September, they're going to get, you know, the, the lowered price again. So mm -hmm. kind of having these conversations like mm -hmm. a human being and say, look, it's hard for everybody. I'm not suffering from inflation on this particular offer. I want us to, you know, be in community and continue to be in community and not have you unsubscribe because you can't pay your bills. So kind of mm -hmm. having this open approach to, to pricing and, and having a conversation, I think that's important. Yeah, very important. Thank you for that. What is the best business advice you've been given that you'd like to share with others? I don't know the advice, but well, I guess it is. My favorite business book of all times is Essentialism by Greg okay. McCowan. And that really, you know, how we say it changed my life. It really did change my life. It changed the way I look at business, really coming from this approach of an essentialist who focuses in on what's essential. I do everything like that in business and start always with saying no. What can I say no to? How can I simplify what can I automate? How, mm -hmm. What can I outsource? And then really only spending the hours that I uh, have to in business or otherwise, you know, spend them with clients. Yeah, that give me mm -hmm. joy, but really kind of saying, okay, how can I make this business thing just so efficient that mm -hmm. I can use my time somewhere else where I right. uh, am more needed. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love that. I haven't, that's not a book I've read yet. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes for everyone with a link to it. So you guys can check it out. I have to, I started using something called Blinkist. I think it's called Blinkist where you can get like snippets, like a 10 minute audiobook oh. snippet or an excerpt from different books. Yeah. Uh, so I have to see if it, I'm sure it's on there. So I'll have to see, <laughs> learn more about it. 
Well, thank you very much. How can people reach you if they'd like to find out more about you? Yeah, my website is humane.marketing. Their page that I'd like to mention is just humane.marketing forward slash one and page, the number mm-hmm. one and page. If people want to find out more about humane marketing and the one page marketing plan in the form of a mandala. So I'll What's let you find out. A mandala <laughs> is a creative process. And I basically took the seven P's of marketing and reshaped them in a form of a mandala because marketing is a creative process. And I feel like if we start to market from within, mm-hmm. then we can really find the joy back in marketing. So Super. Thank you. We'll put those links and all the links to reach out to Sarah in the show notes for you, ladies and gentlemen. So if you'd like to get in contact her or grab that one page marketing plan, is that what you said? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go and do that over at humane.marketing backslash one page. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey with us. Thanks for having me, Janine. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. All right, everyone. That's the episode for today. As you know, we are still in our celebration mode for our 100th upcoming 100th episode. So the month of August has been filled with retrosodes. This week, you can listen in to my conversation with Joy Foster from Tech Pixies. And then in September, we will have two very special episodes. One, we'll have some guests and some of you listeners on a panel discussion where we'll talk about your experience with the show. And then episode 100, we're going to turn the tables and I've invited a special guest to come and interview me so that you can learn more about my own pricing experience, my journey with the podcast and much more. So be sure to keep your ear out for that if you'd like to be notified, you can head on over to thepricinglady.com and send me an email there or grab my scorecard and then you'll get on the list and you'll be notified when those things come out. I wish you all the best, everyone. Have a great day. And as always, enjoy pricing, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.